0: Hey, it's Pastor Ted Fabianic here from Faith Love Church in Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to our podcast. We pray that when you listen to this, you'll be inspired and blessed to reach the best things that God has for you. Well, thank you so much. How are you? I actually, I've, I missed you all. And um, you, you may be seated. Uh, if, I, if I sound tired... Um, I am tired. Um, my body clock hasn't kicked in yet, so I'm waking up, going to bed about one, and waking up about two or three, and then bugging Suve until she kicks me out of the bedroom. And uh, so, forgive the voice, but the spirit is strong. I just want to thank you as a church. We've been—I've um, just been away. We've ministered for two and a half weeks. Uh, we've. Uh, We've ministered to the senior pastors and just trying to um, locate them and minister over and pray over them. And um, as you've noticed, that their biggest cry is, don't forget us, support us. So Europe's going through, uh, you know, in hardships. One of the places that we ministered to in Croatia, it's 4 million people. And 500,000 have left the country to find jobs elsewhere because of the economy. So there have been churches that have been split by 50% because people can't find jobs. So this is the kind of things that we're going through. But it's been on the opposite end. I just really want to tell you about your influence. You have having amazing influence. I preached in one church, and I preached on the message, you know, speak from your position to your condition. Afterwards, the pastor said to me, he goes, thank you so much. He goes, I follow your church online. And that message has blessed me. I was hoping you'd preach that. So we've seen miracles happen. We've seen salvations happen. I want, it'll take about 15 minutes to wrap it all up. But I just really want to thank you that you as a church are making a difference. Uh, you can clap. Come on. Now today, I, I want to answer a question which I get on a frequent basis. And the Lord gave me the answer on the way to church. That's because I was up at 2 a.m. praying for you. <laughs> the question is this, how, how, how? Most of us in life have a breakthrough and then have a gap, and then they have another breakthrough and then have a gap. You know, you, you have one victory, but then there's a desert in between. Am I talking to the people that want to hear this? And, and I, I've been saying to God even, even in my own life, Just say, God, how do we get to a point where we miss those gaps, the lean years, the non-productive years? And God said this to me, Ted, the reason people haven't got consistent breakthroughs is because they treat the word of God like medicine. Um, I went from doing 100 on the freeway to 80 because I needed some time. And... And I said to the Lord, you need to explain this to me. And he says this, is because the church has been, has been on a diet of how do we get God to meet our need? Instead of God, how do we get so that we can rule and reign in life? And he goes, there's a huge difference from where you want to rule and reign to whether you want your need met. Even Jesus has said to me, Jesus, all these people are following you. And Jesus said, the only reason people, some of the people are following me is because I I feed them. So here's, here's the issue, right? That's just you, you're good. Yeah. See, when you go to the doctors, you get, and you're sick. They prescribe medicine, and on the medicine it says, that you you need to f- totally use up the medicine, and if, then if you're not well, then you need to come back. So what happens is this: is that you stop taking medicine. But then you also stop having a relationship with your doctor. The only reason you go to a doctor is because you have a need. And the moment you don't have a need, you don't even worry about him. How many of you have ever given a birthday card to your doctor? (laughs) Put your hand up. I I, I can because I'm I'm in a good relationship with mine. I send him the word of encouragement every day and he thanks me every day. But you see, the thing is, the only reason we go to a doctor because we have a need. And once the need is done, we won't go back to the doctor till we get sick again. Uh, Come on. You can can do better than this. Come on. Come on. See, what happens is this. Is that if we are need-driven, then the moment my need gets met, I no longer need it. One of, one of the things I realized early when we planted the church is that the people that left the church on a regular basis only came to the church to get their needs met, never to build the church. So the moment their needs were met, they go, I no longer need the church. I no longer... And then and they just think about it. If you come into a church where it's constantly telling you to rule and reign, and all you want is your needs met, you get sick of that kind of teaching, Correct. Okay, come on. So, see, when we start to move from, I am no longer going to treat the word of God like medicine. I want to learn how to rule and reign. I want victory every single day. So, you start with a need God, I am sick. So, what you do is you apply the word that by his stripes I am healed. But the moment you get healed, we stop. Instead of doing this, I start off with a need. God, I am physically not well. And I start to declare the word of God over my life. The moment my body hits to the way God wants it, I now stop saying, God, I need healing. To God, I thank you that today I live in health. The moment you're broke and you get some money, then you go, wow, I've done it now, so I I stop until I get another need. See, you've got to stop going from need to need. You need to be going from victory to victory. Because what happens is this. Look, I'm trying to be pastoral in this. It's not really working. I love people with need, but God never said, I'll keep you in need. When God said, go and tell the good news to the poor, it wasn't in that, hey guys, hey poor people, congratulations, you've got enough food for today. We'll see you again tomorrow when you're broke, when you're hungry. See, one of the things that I know in my life, Silva and I went from ask, hoping that people would give us finance to us giving finance. See, there's a shift that came. I, I remember with Sylvia saying to me, you know, I had friends with nice cars and I used to borrow those cars. And then Sylvia says to me, they said, you know, you need to grow up. And I said, why? And she goes, why don't, Why can't you be the person that helps people with cars instead of you being helped? Instead of you saying, hope somebody feeds me till I want to feed somebody. Come on, he, how many of you know that there are times you need encouragement? That's the moment you get encouraged, you'll go, I'm great. But I want to be the person that goes from I want to be encouraged to be I become an encourager. So what will see what when you're need-driven, you only need God until your need is met, and then you get a bit of a reprieve and you drop out. The only time some people come to church is when they have a need. And that's not a problem. Br- bring it on. But if that becomes a lifestyle, that you go from need to need, from problem to problem, instead of going from building to building to... See, you've got to ask, well, what does God want? What is God wanting from our lives. Now, have a look at this. The whole lot today is we're doing. Now, let me just show you this. Um, it's not on there, but you can look at it up. When I said to the Lord, you need to give me a scripture about the medicine, and he said this. Now, watch this. Joshua 1, chapter, verse 8 says this. This book of the Torah shall not depart from your mouth. So he means something like this, is that it has to be constant. You are to meditate on it day and night, that you may be careful to do everything written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. I want you to notice the success follows what you do on a constant basis. Because, you know, one of the things I was blessed, I was looking, I checked up Sylvain's message online, and she's talking about the soul person. Now watch this. When you become born again, your spirit man is not need-driven, but is conquering-driven. The soul man is need-driven. So when you have, the soul says, I need a savior. I need some help. But once you get help, is that your spirit man takes over. And your spirit man is constantly speaking. Your spirit man is never silent. Your spirit man is always into building. Your spirit man is always for breakthrough. Watch this. In um, Psalm 107 verse 2 says, Has the Lord redeemed you? You know what he's saying here? Has the Lord saved you? Are you saved? If you are saved, speak it out. See, what happens is this. Is the redemption, or when you're saved, the new man in you, he starts to speak. And where does he speak to? He speaks through the soul. And the soul gets transformed, and then the reality comes from that. See, your reality is being, the reality of your breakthrough is being stopped by your soul. Because your soul is need driven. Well, I don't need to go to church. Do you realize what's happened to you this morning? You've had the word spoken over you and the word of God washes you. I cannot understand the whole thing against people, people go, I don't want to go to church, I don't want to go to church. The reason you get a pressure with that is because when you go to church, the word of God gets spoken over you. Do you know what I love? Did you? I don't know. Just get this. Every one of you here today, I want you to just go, thank you, God, because when you were worshiping, you were speaking the word over somebody next to you, and they're getting changed. Have you ever thought of that? Come on. Today, you're a minister. Oh, I thought I was a mum. You're a mum minister. I'm a dad minister. See what, see what, you, see what we do, what our worship team. Were they playing music or were they speaking words over you? They were speaking words over you. That's why the Bible says, don't forsake yourself gathering together. Why? Because the person next to you needs the word as much as you do. And you start to minister over them. That's why you need to go out of your way. Let's fill this place with people that have needs. And then what are we going to do over them? We're not going to go, oh, we want to leave you with needs. No, what we're going to do, we're going to speak the word over you. We're not going to bring you and make you the same as you are. See, you're a minister. Let the redeemed of the Lord, let the ones that have a spirit man inside of him speak. See, let let me, listen to me. Unless the spirit man has a voice in your life, your soulish man will give you a voice. And your soulish man doesn't like worship. You know why? Because it doesn't make them feel good. lighten up this is good for you see let the redeemed speak not let the dead speak not let circumstances speak he says let the redeemed let those that have tasted the heaven's glory speak it out now I want you to watch this if you start to see what we see is what we speak the soulish man sees the problem, and he loves to talk about the problem. The soulish man loves it to be pampered. Now, can can you just be, can we all just be really, really honest? Can we we do that? How many of you loved to be pampered? Come on. I'm not well. Oh, honey, oh, honey, I think I've got a backache. Can you massage me? Two and a half hours later, oh, I still think I need more. Oh, you know, you, you want to pamper yourself. Oh, I, I need to go to work, but it's, it's raining and I got to go to the bus stop. Oh, stay at home. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Come on, come on. You can do it, baby. You can, you, you can get up and go to work. Come on, we all love pampering. Come on! You if you don't believe you like pampering, decide to go on a fast this afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> your body is going to go. Give me a break, will you? Now, now, okay. See, your soulish man is not the redeemed man, and when the redeemed man speaks, he speaks the word. So you know. He, he, now, watch this. There's a principle here. Look at. Genesis 2.15. Then Adonai Elohim took the man and gave him rest in the Garden of Eden in order to cultivate and watch over it. Now, watch this. This this it doesn't make sense unless you're a spirit man to understand this. He says he gave him rest. Where did he give him rest? He says, I want you to rest in what I have provided. And I want you to watch this carefully so we don't mix this up. God first created the garden and then he put man in it. And then he says, because you need to know what you are to reproduce. He didn't put man in the wilderness and say, I want you to build me a city. I want you to use your creativity and build something. Do the, best, do the best you can with what you've been given. Come on. He says to Adam and Eve, he says, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you rest, but I'm resting you in what I want from you. So, he goes, so what were they doing? They were sitting in the garden. Everywhere they looked, they only saw the garden. They never saw the wilderness. And every time, what were they talking about? This is what God wants. This is the tree that God wants. This is how we are supposed to do it. See, what, one of the things that the soul man does, he tries to, I need creativity. Well, I don't know what God wants. When you start to see the word of God, God, that this is what I want. God wants you successful. Okay, no, amen. God doesn't want you to be a failure. Why did he have to die if he wanted failures? I, I, see, I don't need God to fail. I, I'm good at it myself. How many, how many of you ever prayed, oh, God, please make me a, I don't, um, please make me a failure? I, I, everything I do succeeds. I'm so tired of it. God, I'm so tired of being healthy. I, 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 I want to go to the hospital. I, I want to be pampered. I want to have the bed that I don't even have to get up. And and, and it's great because when you go to hospital, you get room service. (laughs) The only thing is you don't get a lot of choices. Anyway, so what what does God do? He says you're going to find rest. Rest in what? Rest in success. Rest in your health. Rest in your mind. Rest in your body. Rest in your friendships. God says this to you. (laughs) See, the thing is you produce wherever you're resting in. So if you're resting in self-pity, guess what you are reproducing? If you're resting in need, guess what you are reproducing? You you can tell. Listen to me carefully. You can tell when you've got a need. Man, God, I have a $200 bill. God, how do you pray? Oh, God, please give me $200. Correct? And then we've been taught, you know, God God won't give you any more. God says, "Above, I want to give you above." Instead of paying for 200 dollars for a bill, why don't you pray for 1,000 dollars and pay somebody else's bill? This is really good. See, what happens is this is if I'm praying for 200 dollars only, and that's all I'm getting, guess what I'm going to do in the next bill? Oh God, I need that. See, what, we, what what happens here is that God says this, and gave him rest. You will find your rest in what God wants you to produce. The best rest in the world is seeing the power of God manifest in you and through you. The best rest in the world is seeing somebody get saved and born again. The best rest in the world is seeing somebody get healed, baptized in the Holy Ghost. The best rest is when a... Damaged marriage becomes a successful marriage. You see, God says, I want you to rest in success. I want you to rest in it. So therefore, it means you've got to stop resisting what God wants to do in and through you. I'm preaching really well for a person that's tired. <laughs> see, see when, I first, when you have a look at this, right? And then you are to cultivate and watch over it. God says, I want you to be constantly in a state of moving forward. I love victories. But God didn't make me for one victory. He says, he loads us up with victories. What did he do to the children of Israel? He says, wherever your foot shall touch, shall be yours. So what, you know what God says? You determine the measure of your success, not me. Come on. How successful do you want to be? How successful do we, as a church, want to be in soul winning? See, it's so easy to do this. Oh, God, whatever you want. God says, tell tell me what you want. So what you get this, right? Let me read it again. Then Adonai Elohim took man and gave him rest. So I want you to notice something. It says, I'll give it to you. I'll give you rest. It's not earned. That's why in Hebrews 4, it says, do whatever you can to enter the rest. That's why some people are so tired. Uh, Let me just show you this. Your spirit man, the brand new you, when you become born again, doesn't know the word tired, doesn't know the word unbelief, doesn't know the word back off. It is your soul man that's learned to unbelief. It is your soul man that resists the spirit of God. Your spirit man is the one that speaks and he says, come on, you can do this, you can do this. He's telling, telling the soul, soul, you get yourself in order. You have learned to doubt, now you're going to learn how to believe. You good? Okay. Now look at this. So it works like this is that we declare God's word over our lives every single day. If you want to be successful, the Bible says this word shall not depart out of your mouth. Now, I want you to listen to the power of God's word here. In John six thirty six, so 63. The spirit brings life. The flesh has nothing to offer. Stop right there. The soul can only offer you hard work, labor. The soul can only offer you the level of your education, the level that you have friends. It can only offer you what it sees. If you go back to what I've said in the book of Genesis, God said this, when you get up, Adam, I want you to look around. Everywhere you're going to look, you're going to see my goodness. So Adam looked at all the... He looked at health. He, he looked at prosperity. He looked at relationship. He looked at peace every single day and he was reproducing it. But the fallen soul only sees problems, only sees your lack. See, your soul will talk to you about your weakness, not about your strength. And if he talks to you about your strength, it's to puff you up so that you can be weak. Come on. Your soul can only see what is in the fallen state. It cannot see what's in the spirit realm. So what happens in a soulish person, the economy's going bad. Um, The world's going to be an end. Hey, we're going to run out of petrol. We're going to run out of gas. We're going to run out of food. Do you realize there's a movement going on that's saying that when God created the earth, he didn't do a great job, and we're getting too many people on the earth, how are we going to feed them? Think about that. The soulish man thinks, I'm running out of ground. The spirit man says, God took two fish and five loaves and fed 25,000 people. You good? And he goes, the flesh can has nothing to offer. So why can I, let me, let's ask a, a real serious question. Why are we taking advice from the flesh that has nothing to offer? Why are we looking at things that can't offer anything? Listen, let's read it again. The spirit brings life, no one else. The flesh has nothing to offer. The words I have been teaching you are spirit and life. So so do you realize that Jesus never ever got any complaint? Jesus never ever said, guys, you know what, I, I'm, uh, uh, we've got to stop this preaching. I'm going to burn myself out here. You know, I'm going to have burnout from preaching and helping people. You know, The Spirit of God in you wants to bless you so much, even beyond what you can imagine. Let's keep going, right? Look, um, in, in the NIV, it says this, the words I have spoken to you, they are full of spirit and life. Then, I love the huge New Testament. It says this, the spirit is the living, giving power. The flesh contributes nothing. The declarations which I make to you, they are spirit and they have life. Jesus is coming in and he's talking from a spirit level into a soulish level. And he goes, I am not here to make the soul in itself prosper. I'm not, But I'm giving you my word. So my word are full of life. My words are full of power. So God says, speak God's word over your life. You know what you should be doing every single day? Is get up in the morning and go... Put your hand on your heart and go, God, I thank you that I am being healed by your word today. God, I thank you that every cell in my body is active and it's designed to make me progressively healthy. God, I thank you that today I am going to prosper. Today, I thank you. See, when you're need driven, oh God, please. God, please, please, let me get to work on time. You know when you had a car that you need God to start it? Uh, Look, you know what? I I went from the time where I was need driven. Oh, God, please let my car start. Then it started. God, please help it to stop. You know, God help it that something doesn't fall off on the freeway and I can't find it. And then God, then ask God for a better car. I no longer have to pray, God, please let it start. So we, so what happens is this, is God says this, is the measure that you speak the word is the measure of the reality that you're going to live in. And what we need to be doing is starting to speak God's word over our lives, over our families, over our finances. That's what we're going to finish off. I'd like the worship team to come. Hey, there's a pretty good short message, hey. It's like, a, it's like an espresso. <laughs> now, I've got a lot more to say, but we need to put this into practice. We need to start to speak the word of God over our lives, over our children. So what do you do with your children? My children will grow up and serve the Lord. My children will be a blessing to me. My children's children. You know, a lot of people go, does that really work, Fabianic? You know what? I don't know if I mentioned this to you, but I have date nights and date days with my grandkids. And um, I took Jude out. And so Jude is a health fanatic, so he goes, Papa, I want to eat KFC. <laughs> I'm not going to fight that. So we had KFC. We went and saw a real, really good um, mild action movie, Spider Man. Um, we're driving home, and he goes to me, Papa, um, when I have children, will you do this to them? I'm thinking, hold on, I've, I've got a seven-year-old kid. I prayed this over Christina every day. So and I prayed over her every day. Now, her children... We're doing the same thing to them. And now he's thinking generations. So I said, of course I will. And then he stops and he goes, can my wife come? I go, yeah. There's another pause. He goes, Papa, we're going to need a bigger car. But you see, what what happens is when you speak the word over your children, it comes back. If your mom and dad, and if you're watching online, speak the word over your children, the word will not come back void. You start to speak. You know, don't wait to be sick to to ask God for help, supernatural health. You know what? We can wait and say, God, I, I, you know, Ted, I'll, I'll do this healing thing when I get sick. Don't wait to be sick. You don't have to be sick. You can have divine health. I was listening to a guy by the name of Charles Chaps. He's gone to be with the Lord now. He, he was born in the 60s, you know, a poor farmer to being an amazing man of God. And he, and he said this comment. He goes, Some people know that you know they're gonna need finances in a couple of months or 10 months, but they wait till the day before they have to pay something and then go, oh God, please help me. Instead of going, God, I need to, I want to live in prosperity. God, I want to have more than enough. See, what we've done is to be need-driven. We're waiting for the need to respond with the word. That's what need-driven is. A need is this. We're going, God, hey, I'm busy. God, I can't worship. God, I can't give. Why? Because I haven't got a need. But the moment the need comes, oh, Pastor Ted, when's the service on? Can you come and help me and pray for me? No, I am in Europe. What kind of a pastor are you? You know, you feel like, well, what kind of a Christian are you? Why? Come, Come on. Why wait till you have a need? I want you to notice something. The moment you get born again, God sets you free from being need-driven to ruling and reigning-driven. God says, I don't want you to be living from paycheck to paycheck. I don't want you to be living from need to need. What I want you to do, I want to bless you. You know what happens is this. You get promoted from being need-driven to God flows through you to meet somebody else's need. Don't you want to have the ministry of Jesus? That says, God will work through me to meet a need. See, that's what we did in Europe. What what did you do? You sent me over. And we're going to be sending teams over in the the coming years. But because God says, your church is to be a church where it ministers to need. See, you are destined by God to be a need meter. Does that make sense? If you're an English teacher, forgive me. But you know how you start? Every day I'm going to speak the word over my life. Every day I bless Sylvain. People go, does she need blessing? Of course she does. She lives with me. (laughs) But one of the things that I know for myself is when God said, Ted, you treat me like medicine, is that the moment you feel good, you bypass me. And then I stop meeting people's needs. But God says the spirit man inside of you is flowing through the soulish man. And he's saying, hey, you're going to become a vessel. Instead of you being need-driven, you become the vehicle where God meets needs. I want to encourage you today. As a church, we need to go from being need-driven to building-driven. We need to pack this place out. There's just so much more that God wants to be. But it's not long. I want to be a builder. I want to build something. You know, when God me when my son, grandson Jude, is already talking about that. And you know what also? And I never realized this is the blessing of God on it. He, he goes, you know, Dad, because my he goes, Papa, you know, my, I want to be a footballer like my dad. But then he says, I can't play football all my life. I need to start a business. What kind of a business should I do? And he goes, one that makes plenty of money. Now, I want you to get this from from when the way I was raised up it was just get enough to get by to the to now from being need driven to I have my grandkids planning 20 30 years ahead so you know what we're going to what we need to do for your life you're going to start to speak the word of your life now people go well can't you do that yes I can can I um this is going to take 30 seconds The sweetest voice that your body recognizes. Number one is Jesus. Number two is your own voice. My body knows Ted's voice. You might think it's funny, but my my voice knows Ted. That's why the Bible speaks the word. Why? is when you speak the word and your heart hears it, it responds better than I do. Come on, you love your voice. Come on, some of you bring your own number up and then leave an answering thing so you can listen to yourself. I know you do because that's what I do. But see what, what, see what we do, I want you to make a, a commitment this morning that I am no longer going to be medicine driven I might need medicine, but the moment that medicine stops, I am going, I'm not going to wait to the next drama, but I am going to start to rule and reign. I'm going to go, I am no longer going to go from drama to drama, from problem to problem. What I'm going to do, amen, I'm going to be a success. Hey, I'm going to, like it says here, I'm going to, I want you to come and stand with me. We've got, we've got only a couple of minutes to go. This book of the Torah, shall not depart from your mouth. You will meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and you will have success. I want you to notice God says, I've given you my word and it's my word that's going to make you successful, but you've got to be in it. It's no longer stop, start, stop, start. So tomorrow morning, what are you going to do? We need a plan. We need a strategic plan. What will you do tomorrow morning? Sylvie, what will you do? Stephen, what are you going to do? LBO, what are you going to do? Hey, Lenny, what are you going to do? After your coffee. The Bible says this. Jesus said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Isn't it interesting that God said, You eat bread every day. Okay, for my Chinese folks, if he, this is the Asian version. Man shall not live by rice alone, but by every word that comes out of the gospel. For every vegetarian, man shall not live by broccoli alone. What was Jesus saying? He was just saying, hey, as your natural body, to sustain it, needs to be fed every day. And he goes, but I want you to do every day so that you will stop having breakages in your success. That you will now go, I used to go from problem to problem. Now I go from success to success. I love this. The spirit is the life giver. The flesh contributes nothing. The declaration which I make, they are spirit and they are life. So the declarations you make are spirit and life. In other words, spirit produces spirit, life produces life. Why don't you just lift up your hands with me right now. Father, right now in the name of Jesus. Today is the last day that I am going to be need driven. From today onward, I am going to stop living from one disaster to another, from one need to another. God, I thank you that I can come to you with my need, but I will not be always stuck in my need. God, I'm coming to you because I'm sick, but after this, I'm going to have a healthy life. Father, I'm coming to you broke, but after this, I'm going to be a giver. Father, I've come needing encouragement, but after this, I'm going to be the encourager. Father, I just thank you that I choose today to rule and reign. God, I have had enough from need. I have had enough of crawling. I've had enough of just getting by. But from today onward, I am going to make the declaration over my life. Today, I declare Faith Life Church, God is adding to us daily that are getting saved. I declare over this church that health and provision are normal. I declare as needs have been normal, now miracles will be normal. I declare that I'm going to go from one opportunity to another. I declare that from today onward, I am a builder in the kingdom of God. So Father, right now, I just pray for us, every single person wherever they are. Father, it might have been years since they've had a breakthrough, but Father, from now on, they're going to have continual breakthroughs. Father, we just thank you that right now, today is a brand new day for us, and we declare this in Jesus' name. Now, I want you to just do something. You've only got one minute to go, okay? Only unumus. I want you to start to declare While we're in this this presence, while you've got people that are full of faith next to you, while you've got these people of agreement, I want you to start to declare, what is it that you want? What is it that you want? You know what you might be saying? I need more love in my life. Well, start to declare it. God, I need more help. You know what we do? We are sometimes, the reason you got saved is because you spoke it. You know what? The pastor that said, if you want to give your life to God, He expected you to say something. He didn't do it for you, but He taught you how to do it. Today, you have been taught the Word of God. Today, you have had a download. So right now, what we're going to do to help you, okay? Because some of you are too afraid to let the person next to you know the need. I get that. So what we're going to do is lift it up so they can't hear themselves, right? You good? All right, now, come on, start to declare. Father, I declare Your goodness over my life. Father, I declare your power over life. Father, I declare it now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I declare your goodness. God, don't stop. Don't stop. In Jesus' name. Father. I thank you that we're going to be hearing of breakthroughs this week. Father, I just thank you that today is the last day that we have gone from need to need. But Father, today we've gone from need to breakthrough, and it's going to be constant. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you.